Welcome to First Line. My name is Aubrey Ann Jackson, and I am a student doctor in my last year of medical school. First Line brings listeners of all backgrounds together to discuss whole body health and wellness through an osteopathic lens. First Line covers tangible ways to improve your health, how to succeed in medical school, and various topics in healthcare, including mental health, all while holistically addressing the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Hello everyone, this episode is for medical students, especially third year medical students, but may also be good to listen to if you're in your first and second year and you're looking forward to what it's like to be a third year student with planning out your fourth year. So there is a lot that goes into the fourth year. I'm sure you know the residency applications happen in the fourth year. Interviews happen in the fourth year for residency positions. But I'm really going to focus in this episode on what you can do in your third year to prepare for fourth year, especially when it comes to planning your rotations. And I'll specifically talk about away rotations because there is a whole process that goes on with that. And I'm getting this episode out first because third year students right now in January and February especially are going to be working on setting up these rotations or at least starting the process of setting up these rotations. And it really is, I'll talk about this more, really important to be on top of this process because a lot of opportunities are offered on a first-come, first-served basis, and there's a lot to consider with planning this out. And certainly when I was going through this as a third-year student, I really wish that I had an episode like this that could talk me through the process and give some tips on how it is. And just to remind you, I'm currently a fourth-year medical student as I'm recording this, so this was a process that I went through just a year ago. And I think that I was pretty successful with this process. So I'm going to share some of my specific experiences too that I hope will be helpful to you in planning out your fourth year. So just to start out, this process largely depends on your school, but I'm certainly going to share my own experience and some general tips that will most likely apply to you no matter what school you're at. I'm also going to use a lot of terminology that may seem confusing, so I'm going to start out defining a few of these terms. Some of them are kind of interchangeable, and other ones refer to a specific rotation experience. So you might have heard these terms also used, so hopefully this clears it up. In a way, rotation is a rotation that is not at your core rotation site. So wherever you do your third year rotations, it is a rotation that is not there, something that you have to travel for. And away rotations, you usually have to use some outside source in order to schedule them, whether it's directly with the institution, whether it is through a few websites that I'm going to talk more about. There's also something called audition rotations, and these are rotations that are hosted by a residency program that hopefully you're interested in. And the point of this is that when you are at a site doing a rotation, 
you will have FaceTime with residents and attendings. And so if you do well, you're probably going to be more likely to get an interview with the program that it's affiliated with. So that's why it's called an audition rotation so they can get to know you more and you can really show what you know and show that you're a hard worker and that can help you with your competitiveness, at least for that program. Then there is something called sub-internships or sub-I's and these are also rotations in fourth year and these refer to rotations that you are going to be treated like a mini version of an intern. You might have similar responsibilities and workload as an intern. And so kind of combining these different terms, in a way rotation is best served if it can be an audition rotation. So you want to plan away rotations at places where you can do an audition to really get the most out of doing an away rotation. Because why else would you choose to travel and a lot of times have to pay for housing and rotation fees if it's not going to give you an opportunity to help you get into a residency program? Also, some of these away rotations and audition rotations will be delineated as a sub-internship. Not always, but if they are referred to as a sub-internship, then they're usually going to be a little bit more intense than if it was just called an away rotation or an audition rotation. Also, what a sub-I is will vary depending on different institutions. So, some institutions might call it a sub-I, but they don't give you a ton of extra responsibilities and then some places will actually treat you like an intern completely. So take these terms with a grain of salt, but typically you want to really focus um, less on the terminology and really make sure that the away rotation offers you the opportunity to have FaceTime with residents and attendings that are affiliated with the program so you can use it as an audition. I think the sub-internship delineation is less important. Additionally, you can also have auditions and sub-internships at your home rotation. They don't have to be away, but if you don't have a home site that has residency programs, then you're going to have to look at away rotations for those audition rotation and sub-internship experiences. I am now providing personalized assistance specifically to medical students. I can help with editing your CV for away rotations or other opportunities. I can aid in revisions for your personal statement. And when the time comes, I can help you edit your ERAS application. I will catch your grammar and style mistakes and also provide feedback on content revision so you can craft documents that make you more competitive. There are so many expensive services out there that charge hundreds to thousands of dollars on reviews, which is why I am offering a much more affordable service with different price packages based on your needs. While many services out there are led by staff members who are years to decades removed from their experience as medical students, I am uniquely positioned to help you as someone who has been through this process myself in the last year or two and as someone with professional writing and editing experience. This is the type of service I wish was available to me. I know what it takes to make you stand out and I know what residency programs are looking for. 
in addition to listening to my past episodes with tips on navigating applications. Use the link in this episode description to learn more about the services I offer for individualized help. Okay, so the time frame of applying for rotations in your fourth year is going to be starting around December and January of your third year. And this process continues, especially into February. That's when a website called VSLO opens, which I'll talk about more. And then really the whole process is going to take many months after that as well and basically ends once you're able to fill your schedule. Okay, so for students at a medical school with home residency programs that have a home hospital that's affiliated with your medical school, you can probably fill most of your rotations in fourth year at your home institution. You may still want to travel for a few away rotations depending on your specialty and your top choice for institutions. So if you know that you don't want to stay at your home program for residency, then you'll probably want to do at least one away rotation at a program that you do want to go to because those audition experiences obviously you can't audition at every program you're going to apply to but especially for your top choices it really helps to have a program that you know really well and they know you really well and it at least locks in one interview for you to do and also based off of your specialty it will impact how important audition rotations are so for family medicine for example Audition rotations don't really matter. Tons of people get interviews without auditioning at different sites, so they're not as emphasized. Surgical subspecialties very much help to do an away rotation, especially if your site does not have a rotation in that surgical subspecialty. And of course, it's very important before you are applying to residency programs that you have a rotation or two in the specialty you're applying to because they want to see that you've already experienced that specialty and you can actually talk about why you chose that specialty from experience. Okay, so for a lot of students, your medical school will may not have home residency programs. They might not have a hospital affiliated with the medical school. And so that applies to me and my school. It applies to a lot of especially osteopathic schools. So that means that most of the time when this happens, schools will require you to do most, if not all, of your fall semester rotations of fourth year as away rotations. So you can actually get the experience working with residents and being exposed to the specialty of your choice because they don't have those opportunities to offer you at a home hospital. And even if you're not required to travel for these rotations, it's still smart to choose to travel because you get a new experience that's distinct from your core rotations. And traveling to institutions with residency programs enables you to see what it's like to be a resident in that specialty and envision yourself in the position that you're going to be just a year later. So no matter what medical school you go to, you'll likely be traveling for at least one rotation, and these away rotations are very competitive to get scheduled. Students from all over the country and even internationally are applying to the same institutions for rotations. 
The more competitive the specialty and the specific residency program, the more competitive it will be when applying. Sometimes the application process is almost like a mini application for residency or for medical school. They might ask for a CV, a personal statement, sometimes even a letter of recommendation. But from my experience, most opportunities are on a first-come, first-served basis. So it really does pay off to be prompt with your applications to rotation experiences. If you start any earlier than December, programs are probably going to be a lot more focused on recruiting for their intern class, so interviewing current fourth-year students for residency. So you likely won't hear back until December at the earliest anyway. So that's why December and January are the ideal months to start making your list of different institutions that you're interested in rotating at and then starting the application process. I personally chose to start over holiday break when I had more time away from clinical rotations, which is pretty early. So starting this process in December and January of third year means that you'll probably want to have your specialty chosen by this time because you want to have most, if not all, of your away rotations in the specialty of your choice. But at this point in the year, you may have only rotated through half or even less of your core rotations. There are going to be some specialties you haven't rotated through yet and obviously many other specialties that you won't see at all during third year. Things like uh, radiology, Pathology, anesthesiology, surgical subspecialties, uh, they are usually not part of core rotations. But obviously, a lot of students choose to go into those fields. So this means that you have to do some digging outside of just your clinical work. So I have some tips for that. So one thing that you can do is reach out to physicians that you know in different specialties that you're curious about, whether it's just physicians that you've come across during your clinical rotations or different faculty members at your school or maybe a physician back in your hometown, anyone that is willing to talk to you or maybe even willing to have you shadow them. So that definitely helps. Reaching out to alumni from your school or even current fourth-year students, asking them about how they found their specialty and why they chose their specialty would be helpful. You can ask your school about getting access to AAMC's careers in medicine online tool. This was super helpful to me during my second and third year to decide on my specialty. You can also research different specialties online. You may choose to use websites like Reddit or Student Doctor Network to get a rough idea about specialties and hear from residents and attendings on why they chose their specialty. But take these anonymous sites with a grain of salt. By the time you're applying, you have had exposure to the preclinical curriculum. So you can think about what types of source material did you really enjoy learning about? What source material came naturally to you? In what course did you have your highest grade? Were there any topics that you found yourself looking for supplemental materials on just because you were curious? You can also try reading through a research journal that includes categories by specialty, like one that I can think of is the AMA journal, and see what catches your eye and what types of topics are something that you would be interested in reading about because I think it's really important not only to vibe with the specialties lifestyle and schedule but also to 
just be interested in the source material. And if you find yourself really interested in a variety of things, then maybe something like family medicine or internal medicine is best for you. But if you really feel yourself drawn to things like dermatology or psychiatry or orthopedic surgery, then that's something to keep an eye on. Next, think about your experience on rotations. Ask yourself uh, some of these questions. Do you prefer inpatient or outpatient care? Is surgery your thing or is it really not your thing? I'm convinced that students are usually one way or the other. What sorts of patient populations do you like? Do you like geriatrics, kids, adults, pregnant people, or do you need a variety? Do you like procedures and working with your hands or do you prefer talking to patients? Do you want to take care of patients longitudinally over years and years or are you okay with just seeing them once or over a few weeks or a few months? What patient cases have been the most interesting to you so far over your clinical experience? What was the high point of your rotation so far and when did you feel most like a doctor? So, Definitely take notice of when you really like rotations and when you really don't like rotations because that can even give you hints on the types of specialties that you would like but you didn't have direct experience with. Another tip is that you don't necessarily need to nail down quite everything about about your specialty. So, For example, if you like internal medicine, you don't have to decide on your fellowship quite yet. So you don't have to decide on being a pulmonologist or a cardiologist quite yet. You can choose to do general internal medicine rotations in fourth year and maybe explore one or two of your subspecialty interests in a few of your rotations, but you don't need to be completely sure about your fellowship. And that applies to any residency. So if you're interested in family medicine, you don't really have to decide whether you want to do sports medicine or palliative care. You could explore those interests in your fourth year, but it's really important that you have rotations somewhere in that family medicine realm. Same thing goes for surgery. If you love surgery, you don't have to decide on your specific surgery quite yet. You can schedule some general surgery rotations And maybe a rotation if you're interested in a subspecialty, but if you eventually decide on orthopedic surgery, they're not going to be upset if they see a bunch of general surgery rotations in your fourth year schedule because that's very much relevant to orthopedic surgery, having a solid surgery background. And I would say for any specialty, if you find that you're not quite sure of your specialty, even after all of these tips that I shared and you're reaching out to physicians and you're using careers in medicine, you can't really go wrong in doing a general surgery rotation and an internal medicine rotation and then exploring a few other specialties during your fourth year. I would say that if you really are making a lunge for a specialty that you have a hunch that you might like it, such as anesthesiology, I would schedule that as your first rotation of fourth year so that you have it early on, maybe in June or July, and it gives you a few months after that to craft your application before applications are due for residency positions in late September, typically. So I would get those done as soon as possible. 
And that goes for any specialty that you're interested in, even if you are dead set on pediatrics. It helps to do your audition rotations earlier in that fourth year so that you can audition for sites that will get to know you before applications are due. So then when applications are due, they will be able to offer you an interview in their first batch. Also, deciding on your specialty early also allows you to get stronger letters of recommendation. So when you ask one of your preceptors to write you a letter of recommendation, you want to tell them what specialty you're applying to so that they can gear their letter towards that specialty. They can say, X person would be a great pediatrician because XYZ. Ideally, you are asking for letters during your rotations or shortly after the rotation finishes, so it helps to give them direction so that your letters can be uploaded as soon as possible. Don't be one of those students who are scrambling for their last letter or two in September. I was certainly glad to get all of my letters in before fourth year even started, and I had enough letters for all of the programs that I was applying to, and I was able to get an additional letter in my fourth year, but it wasn't really a letter that I needed, but I wasn't depending on getting a letter during my fourth year to meet the minimum requirements. It was used to rise above the requirements, the minimum requirements expected of me. If you only need to do a month or two away, try to schedule them for July, August, or September before interviews start so that the program is more likely to offer you an interview in their first batch. This episode of First Line is sponsored by TrueLearn. TrueLearn is an exam prep company best known for their smart banks that turn your weak areas into your strengths. I decided to partner with TrueLearn because it is the only company I trusted for preparation for Comlex Level 1 and Level 2. Each TrueLearn SmartBank practice question has detailed answer explanations and succinct bottom lines to get the big learning takeaway. For my listeners taking the USMLE, TrueLearn also has an amazing USMLE SmartBank. If you are in your third year, TrueLearn also offers SmartBanks for shelf exams and Comat shelf exams. Go to truelearn.com and use one of my special discount codes for up to $35 off your subscription. Special discount codes can be found in the episode description. And if you need a letter of recommendation, aim for scheduling those rotations for July or August or earlier if you can. As far as how to actually apply for opportunities, you are going to have to do a bit of research. It helps to have a rough list of your top programs that you want to go to for residency already. It's still not too late to start working on this list in tandem to applying for rotations. Most residency programs have a website that includes a lot of information. Make sure first that you're eligible to apply to that residency program. Some programs have strict requirements about Comlex and USMLE pass on the first try, for example. Most sites will also include information on how to apply for fourth-year away rotations. They will likely say if you have to apply on their own application, on VSLO, Clinician Nexus, 
or to simply email their program coordinator. If you don't see specific info about this on their website, you can always find the contact us area of the website and reach out to their program coordinator to ask them their process of fourth year rotations. Most programs will have their own independent application, but I also mentioned a few times about VSLO. This is a website that's run by AAMC, and it opens usually in early February each year. It was formerly known as VSAS or VSAS. This site allows you to have almost like a common application for rotation experiences, but these experiences are the most competitive ones to get since VSLO makes it so easy to apply. For each rotation, you can apply to multiple time frames. So if you have a rotation experience you're interested in, you could apply for July, August, September dates. And many students do apply to multiple months per experience if you're trying to fill July through November. There's also the option that if you do receive an offer for a specific month, you can always go back and remove your application just for that one month that you filled. And so if you apply for three different months, that would be considered three applications. And in the year I applied with VSLO, each app was $15, and that would cover however many months you apply to. So if I applied to one experience for July, August, September, that was still $15. It's worth including all the months that you have open at the time that you're applying and the months that you're willing to actually go to this rotation. Some institutions might only have one experience per specialty, but sometimes they will have multiple experiences within a specialty. Like for internal medicine, they might have a general internal medicine. They may have an ICU rotation. They could have a pulmonology rotation. So those would all be applied to separately. And if you applied to internal medicine, ICU, and pulmonology, that would be $45 for however many months that you wanted to apply to. To give you some perspective, I applied to over 50 total slots, so 50 months of rotation experiences, essentially. And that was over a, about a dozen institutions. And out of those 50 applications, I was accepted to one and I have classmates that even had worse luck. So that just goes to show how competitive it is to get one of these spots. It is a bit of a game of chance and getting your apps in early. I, for the vast majority of these, I had my applications submitted on the day that they started to accept applications, but I still struggled to to get the opportunity from a first-come, first-served basis. So there are a lot of students applying to these. So you certainly cannot depend on VSLO to fill even the majority of your applications, let alone all of your slots that you want to fill for your fourth year. What's nice is the system does have a built-in alert process that emails you when a rotation you selected as a favorite officially opens for application submission. On VSLO, institutions each have their own timeline for submissions, acceptances, and confirmations. 
So it's something that you will have to go to the institution's page on VSLO to really get this information from because it varies so much. Another website you can use is called Clinician Nexus, and this is used for hospitals that are part of the HCA system. So if you have an institution on your list that you're interested in their residency program for your specialty, you can easily apply for a rotation using Clinician Nexus. I did not personally use the site, but many of my classmates had great luck with it. Some classmates set up all of their rotations with this service. So again, all but one of my rotations were scheduled independently with the institution directly through an online application or simply through an email to the program coordinator. So I would recommend starting there first and fill as many as many slots as you can in your fourth year schedule. And in tandem with this, you can use Clinician Nexus if it applies to you if you're interested in those HCA programs. And you can start working on all of these before February, before VSLO even opens. So that when VSLO opens, you can see any gaps in your schedule and just apply to try to fill those months. Well, I hope this helps you start the really exciting process that is planning your fourth year and beyond. Fourth year is amazing because you get to pick what you actually want to explore and pick rotations based off of what is going to help strengthen your application for residency. Good luck with your applications. You can follow Firstline on Instagram at Firstline Podcast or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Firstline Podcast. Stay tuned for a new episode every Monday.